Ramayana, the history of Rama is very detailed and long. It is the story of Rama who is an avatar of Lord Narayana. The Lord incarnates as a human being like us and is the seventh avatar in the Dasa avatar series. Valmiki Ramayana spans about 24000 verses of beautiful poetry written in Sanskrit. We will only hear a short version of Ramayana in this rendition. It was still the Treta Yuga in which Vamana and Parasurama had appeared. During this time period, still several thousands of years ago from today, there was a dynasty of rulers known as the Ikshvaku dynasty. It was named after the first king of the dynasty Ikshvaku. There was a king named Dasaratha who was born in that dynasty who ruled over the kingdom of Ayodhya with the city of Ayodhya as its capital. Ayodhya means that which cannot be defeated. Such was the strength of this kingdom. Dasaratha ruled the kingdom with perfect justice to all and Ayodhya's citizens had peace and prosperity. He had three wives, Kausalya, Kaikeyi and Sumitra. Dasaratha was blessed with everything except an heir. He did not have children who could rule the kingdom after his death and that bothered him a lot. He sought the advice of many learned sages and they asked him to conduct a specific yajna in order to get children. Dasaratha conducted the yajna under the supervision of sage Rishyashringa and sage Vasishta, the royal Acharya. As a result, he and his wives were blessed with four male children. Rama, the eldest son born to Kausalya, Bharata born to Kaikeyi and the twins Lakshmana and Shatrugna born to Sumitra. All the four children were very affectionate towards each other. But from childhood on, Lakshmana was very close to Rama and Shatrugna was very close to Bharata. They were taught the education and skills necessary for princes in the ashrama of Vasishta. They learned physical fighting, bow and arrow skills, riding horses, moral principles to rule the country and other skills useful to princes. Rama grew up to be a handsome person with high moral character and great skills. Rama had innumerable qualities that made him the perfect human being. He was very beautiful to look at. The name Rama itself means one who is pleasing to others. His physical features included strong shoulders, neck that resembled a shanka, broad chest, long hands that reached the knees of his leg and a beautiful face with perfect forehead. His body parts were in perfect proportion and his color was one that made people fall in love with him. His radiant eyes were like large blossoming lotuses. He was an expert in all the codes of conduct and was always concerned about the welfare of his citizens and other living beings. 
he gave charity to deserving people and always helped people who approached him he was an expert in the vedas and the accessories to vedas called vedangas he was especially skilled in dhanurveda the knowledge of using bow and arrow he had the capacity to defeat any enemy and to make anything that he wanted happen he always spoke the truth and the truth only such a rama the perfect human being was loved by every being in the kingdom of dasaratha be it his parents brothers ordinary citizens the animals birds plants and every living being when rama was just a little less than 16 years old sage vishwamitra came to ayodhya and requested dasaratha's help vishwamitra was conducting rituals in the forest but was disturbed by two rakshasas or demons subahu and maricha the rakshasas spoiled the yagna by throwing bits of meat and pouring blood on the yagna fire the sages could not proceed with their yagna because of this disturbance he requested dasaratha to send rama with him so that rama could defeat the rakshasas and protect the ashrama while they conducted the yagna after a lot of hesitation and with encouragement from sage vasishta dasaratha sent rama and lakshmana along with vishwamitra vishwamitra took them to the forest and first taught them two mantras bala and ati bala that provided rama with great strength on the way to siddhashrama the place where vishwamitra's ashrama was rama killed the demoness thataka then in siddhashrama rama defeated maricha and subahu the two rakshasas who were causing trouble subahu was killed but maricha escaped Vishwamitra and the other sages conducted the yagna successfully on completion of the yagna Vishwamitra took Rama and Lakshmana to the kingdom of Mithila Mithila was ruled by Janaka the great king who had a beautiful daughter named Janaki or Sita as was the practice in those days he conducted a competition to get the best prince for his daughter to marry he had a bow called the shiva dhanush that was so powerful and heavy the competition was about which warrior could lift the bow and tie the bow string to the bow so that an arrow could be released none of the assembled kings and princes could do that only rama did that and that too with very little effort janaka decided to give sita in wedding to rama and sent message to dasaratha who came to mithila in a grand manner for the wedding rama and sita were married rama's other brothers were also married at the same time lakshmana to urmila bharata to mandavi and shatrughna to shrutakirti after the marriage the grooms along with the brides went back to ayodhya along with vasishta dasaratha 
and the army escort of Ayodhya. On the way, suddenly, bad omens came and all the army escorts, along with the elephants and horses, lost consciousness. Only Vasishta, the other rishis, Dasaratha and his sons, had consciousness. They saw Parasurama appear. He had a very majestic appearance and held in his hands a magnificent bow and a set of arrows. Dasaratha immediately became very afraid. They all knew that Parasurama had earlier destroyed 27 generations of the rulers of the land who became arrogant and created many atrocities. Vashishta and other rishis offered their respects to Parasurama. After accepting the respects, Parasurama presented the even stronger Vishnu Dhanush to Rama and challenged him to lift the bow and tie the string. Rama calmly approached Parasurama and accepted the challenge. He effortlessly took the Vishnu Dhanush in his hand, tied the bowstring to it, took an arrow and became ready to release the arrow. Parasurama immediately understood that Rama was Vishnu himself, paid his respects to Rama. He requested Rama to release the arrow and destroy the places he had obtained due to penance. He then went to Mahendra Parvata. Rama, Vasishta, Dasaratha and others resumed their journey to Ayodhya. At Ayodhya, Rama performed his duties towards his parents, towards Sita, his brothers and all the citizens of the country with love and perfection. A few years later, Dasaratha decided to do the coronation ceremony to Rama so that Rama could become the king. As this news spread, the entire kingdom erupted in joy in the anticipation of Rama becoming king. Everyone, including the three queens of Dasaratha, felt great joy at this decision. At this time, a servant of Kaikeyi named Mantara gave some bad advice to Kaikeyi and made Kaikeyi's mind to be confused. Kaikeyi now wanted Bharata, her son, to be the king and wanted Rama to go to the forest for 14 years so that there is no disturbance caused for Bharata. Many years earlier, Kaikeyi had saved Dasaratha's life during one of the battles and Dasaratha had given her his word that he will grant her any two things she wanted. Kaikeyi used that promise now and asked Dasaratha first to make Bharata the king and second to send Rama to the forest for 14 years. This was shocking to Dasaratha and his heart was broken. He did not want to send Rama to the forest. But he could not disregard Kaikeyi's two requests as it would be going against his own promise to her. Rama came to visit Dasaratha and Kaikeyi. Dasaratha could not utter a word due to him being overcome with grief. Kaikeyi told Rama about the two boons that Dasaratha gave and her demands. Rama, who had very high respect for dharma, considered that fulfilling his father's promises was the greatest duty for him. He immediately accepted the demands 
without any sadness or anger and agreed to go to the forest bharata was at kkya at this time the kingdom of his grandfather kaikeyi sent people to bring bharata back from kkya dasaratha was very sad and his heart was broken as his dear son rama not only was not crowned the king but also had to be in exile for 14 years rama sita and lakshmana left for the forest from ayodhya sumantra the chariot driver for the king took them to the banks of ganga there they met guha a boatman who became a close friend of rama they crossed the ganga traveled for a few more days and reached the ashrama of sage bharadwaja who instructed them to go to chitrakuta and live there rama sita and lakshmana went to chitrakuta made a small ashrama and a kitchen and lived there meanwhile dasaratha who could not bear the separation from rama passed away due to immense grief bharata returned to ayodhya soon after rama had left came to know what happened and was shocked he did not want to become king in place of rama and was very concerned about rama whom he respected more than anyone in the world vasishta and others tried to persuade bharata to become the king but bharata refused he found out that rama was in chitrakuta and he went there along with vasishta his ministers and citizens he begged rama to return back and become king but rama refused as he was focused on fulfilling his father's promises to kaikeyi rama however gave his padukas or wooden footwear to bharata and bharata ruled the kingdom as a representative of rama keeping rama's padukas on the throne bharata did not return to ayodhya as rama was not there he settled and performed his duties from a place called nandigrama near ayodhya rama now felt that if he was in chitrakuta people of ayodhya might come again and again and request him to return some sages from the dhandakaranya forest which occupied all of the south of chitrakuta also requested rama to protect them from demons in the forest so rama sita and lakshmana left chitrakuta and went to the ashrama of a sage called sarabanga located in the dandakaranya forest rama also paid his respects to other sages there sage sutikshana sage agastya and sage sudarshana brother of agastya agastya presented rama with a bow that was given to him by indra and along with it a set of powerful arrows while rama was in sarabanga ashrama Another set of sages came to him and requested him to protect them from demons and Rama promised his help. There one day a demoness named Sirpanaka appeared and troubled the sages. Rama and Lakshmana went to confront her and she also troubled Rama and Lakshmana. Lakshmana cut off the ears and nose of Sirpanaka. They killed the demon Kara, Dushana, Trisara and others who came to fight them 
after Surpanaka complained to them. Surpanaka was a sister of the very powerful Rakshasa king or demon king of Lanka named Ravana. You might remember Ravana from Parasurama Avatara where he was defeated by Kartavirya Arjuna. On seeing what happened to his sister, Ravana desired to take revenge. He requested the help of Maricha for this purpose. Maricha advised Ravana against making an enemy of Rama. But Ravana did not listen to him and forced him to help. Maricha took the form of a beautiful golden deer and helped draw Rama and Lakshmana away from the ashrama. When they were away from the ashrama, Ravana kidnapped Sita and took her to Lanka. When Rama came back to the ashrama, he did not find Sita. He and Lakshmana searched for Sita and came across Jatayu, the vulture that tried to rescue Sita from Ravana and was wounded critically. Jatayu told that Ravana had abducted Sita and then he died, unable to bear the wounds. Rama performed the last rites for Jatayu and resumed searching for Sita. He came to the ashrama of Sabari, situated in the area of Kishkinda, present-day Hampi. Sabari was a very great bhakta or devotee of Rama and he gave her moksha or liberation. Rama was consumed with great grief on losing Sita and often lamented by himself or to Lakshmana. One day, he was on the banks of a pond called Pampa Sarovara. Hanuman, the minister for Vanara King Sugriva, approached Rama and they became very good friends. Vanara means monkey or ape in Sanskrit. Hanuman took Rama to Sugriva and narrated about Sita being abducted by Ravana. Sugriva himself was in some trouble with his brother Vali. Vali was a very powerful Vanara king and had thrown out Sugriva from the kingdom and had also taken Sugriva's wife. Sugriva could not defeat Vali and requested Rama's help. Rama helped Sugriva defeat Vali by directing an arrow at Vali when he was wrestling with Sugriva. Vali died and Rama made Sugriva the king of Kishkinda. Hanuman, along with the Vanara army, searched for Sita all over the south of India. Hanuman heard from Sampati, a vulture, that Sita was present in Lanka. Hanuman crossed the ocean that separates India from Lanka and saw Sita in Ashokavana, surrounded by Rakshasis or demonesses who were guarding her. Hanuman showed Sita the official ring of Rama as a sign that he was indeed on Rama's side and told Sita about Rama, Lakshmana, Sugriva and himself. He assured Sita that Rama will come soon with his army and rescue her. In order to send a signal to Ravana, Hanuman destroyed the surroundings of Ashokavana, got himself captured by Indrajit, the son of Ravana, went to the court of Ravana and warned him. 
he escaped from the court and burned down many parts of the capital city before returning to where Rama was. Hanuman reported back to Rama about his findings. Rama left along with the Vanara army for Lanka. Vibhishana, a younger brother of Ravana, did not support Ravana's immoral act and came over to Rama's side and surrendered to him. Rama, along with his army, built a bridge across the ocean between India and Lanka and went into Lanka. Rama, Sugriva and his army camped outside of the capital city of Lanka. While they set camp, they found how beautiful and grand Lanka was. Ravana refused to listen to either Sugriva or Angada, son of Vali, who were sent as emissaries to make Ravana understand his mistake. After that, Rama ordered to start the war against Ravana. The war started. It was a fierce war. Numerous Rakshasas and Vanaras were killed. There were many sub-battles amongst key leaders on each side. Indrajit was his Angada. Hanuman was his Jambumali. Lakshmana was his Virupaksha and so on. Indrajit known for his magic skills in battle, aimed the serpent arrow or Nagastra on Rama and Lakshmana. This caused Rama and Lakshmana to become motionless on the battlefield. The Vanara warriors were crestfallen and in a very gloomy mood. But Vibhishana told Sugriva not to lose hope and that the Nagastra effects waned after a while. True to that, Rama's and Lakshmana's face were bright and did not look like dead people's faces. In the meantime, Ravana had his people announce throughout Lanka that Rama and Lakshmana had been killed by Indrajit. This news was conveyed to Sita as well, who was flown on the Pushpaka Vimana to see the motionless Rama and Lakshmana herself on the battlefield. Sita was now in extreme sorrow and started lamenting and crying. However, Trijata, one of the Rakshasis, pointed to Rama's and Lakshmana's faces and told her that the effects of the Nagastra will wear out in some time and that they will regain their normal strength. These words were very soothing to Sita. Then they returned to Ashokavana. Meanwhile, on the battlefield, Lakshmana was still motionless and Rama was slowly regaining his old self. Both of them were covered not only with the Nagastra but also with countless arrows. Garuda, the great eagle and transport of Vishnu arrived. As Garuda arrived, the Nagastra lost all its power as Garuda is the mortal enemy of snakes. Then, Garuda slowly stroked the bodies of Rama and Lakshmana and they regained their original strength. The whole Vanara army rejoiced. Ravana had a brother named Kumbhakarna, a giant, immensely powerful Rakshasa. He slept for many months at a stretch and had gone to sleep only a few days back. Ravana 
got his people to wake him up from his sleep and sent him into battle. Kumbhakarna also tried to reason with Ravana and requested him to return Sita, but Ravana would not listen to him. So, Kumbhakarna had no choice but to go to battle. He waged a fierce battle and killed countless Vanaras and caused severe damage. Then, Rama killed him by cutting his head off with an arrow. After this, Indrajit came into war fiercely. He used a lot of magic tricks to confuse the Vanara army. He used a weapon known as the Brahmastra, an extremely powerful weapon against Lakshmana who became unconscious as a result. Hanuman came to the rescue by procuring the herb present in the Sanjeevani mountain in the Himalayas. Hanuman brought the whole mountain back from Himalayas as he couldn't locate the herb. Jambavan used the herb to revive Lakshmana back. The battle was severe and Indrajit used several magic tricks. Finally, Lakshmana killed Indrajit using the Indra Astra. Ravana was heartbroken but nevertheless didn't give up. He sent his remaining commanders into battle who also died one by one. Then, finally, Ravana came into battle with anger and fury. A notable incident during the war which shows Rama's high moral conduct is worth mentioning. One day, when Rama and Ravana were fighting one-on-one, Rama destroyed Ravana's chariot and broke Ravana's weapons and wounded him. Ravana stood weaponless in front of Rama. Rama, being a follower of Dharma, knew that he could not fight against a weaponless person and he sent Ravana back and told him, You have conducted a good fight today. You go rest and come back tomorrow with weapons. Fierce battle between Ravana and Rama ensued. Both of them sent countless arrows against each other. Though every part of Ravana's body was covered with arrows, he was still strong enough to fight. He indeed was a fierce and brave warrior. Finally, Rama sent the Brahmastra towards Ravana. It went directly to Ravana's chest and killed him. Rama then directed Vibhishana to perform the last rites for his brother Ravana. Rama then crowned Vibhishana as the king of Lanka. Rama, Sita, Lakshmana, Hanuman and others returned to Ayodhya on the Pushpaka Vimana. First, they landed in Bharadvaja's ashrama and Rama sent Hanuman ahead of the group to inform Bharata of their arrival. Then, they went to Nandigrama where they were joined by Bharata. They all went to Ayodhya where Rama was crowned the emperor of Ayodhya in a wonderful ceremony. Rama ruled Ayodhya in the greatest manner for 11,000 years before he went back to Sri Vaikuntha. With this, we come to the conclusion of the Rama Avatara. The history of Rama, as told by Ramayana, is very detailed and is a guide for our lives. Rama is the epitome of what it means to be a righteous human being 
following dharma to the core this is just a short summary of the ramayana as part of the dasa avatara series many incidents in ramayana provide us with good lessons for conducting our life and gives a taste for rama's great qualities in india even today pretty much all the places where rama visited during his life are present identified and are filled with temples do take some time and locate places where rama visited during his time on earth you can just search on the internet for places where rama visited and explore where they are